0: Actually, you know I don't even stop it. Don't even stop it. Don't stop it. Just don't let the whole thing run Just the other day, found myself sitting alone, missing all the days. I was building a home. I feel it in my gut, and I think of my dome. In the everybody. space it in between favorite. Starts with killed it as the days, what they pass, knew at the nights go. What the fuck am am I doing with my close. life? I'm sorry, yes. No. This uh this episode kind of comes as like a um I don't want to say a shocker. I, unfortunately it's not too shocking to me, but it's, um, it's something that I kind of didn't want to just, you know, touch on and speak about. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of crazy things happening and and I feel like you could say that for every year, you know, there's just a lot of crazy events every year. And as, um, as people pass away and, you know, uh, idols and people who we look up to people who we have admired, um, pass away, it, it hits hard, you know? And, um, I, I think as I kind of, uh, recap a, a lot of different, you know, things with life, you kind of start to, I don't know, look at your, your own interests, I guess. And, you know, your, your own perception on things and, I feel like I've kind of been diving a little bit deeper into that. Um, you know, a couple months ago, uh, one of my favorite battle rappers Pat Stay passed away, and um, I honestly don't even know if I've talked about it on the podcast because, uh, you know, m- much much different probably than some other people. I, I know there's people like this, but I- I'm not somebody who likes to mourn publicly. It's it's not my thing, you know. Um, as a musician, there's so much of myself that I already put out to the public. So when I, when I'm mourning a loss and, and things like that, I don't, I don't typically put it out there. I made a whole episode about my grandma when she passed away. Um, but I, I needed that for me. You know, that wasn't about publicly displaying about missing my grandma. You know what I mean? Like it, like my Walita is such a huge part of who I am that, you know, that I felt very compelled to do that. And so I'm I'm happy I did. I'm really, really happy I did that. And and so I think that's why I'm I'm trying to kind of you know, especially as like I find myself a lot of times like taking time off from making podcasts. It's because of things like this, you know, when when I get in my head about certain things and maybe it might be better to just talk about it. I don't necessarily feel the inclination to. Um and so I'm, I guess I don't want to say I'm trying to be better about that because I don't necessarily know if it's a bad thing. But it, it's something I would like to be better about. And um, so this is kind of one of those things, you know, um, when uh, when Pat day passed away, that one hit me really hard because anybody who knows me knows how much I looked up to that guy. Um, I had I, I mean, I never I never met him in. Per- well, that's a lie. I didn't meet him in person. I, I met him when he battled in San Jose. Um, the first time I spoke to Pat Stay was like 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. He wasn't even, you know, who he, who he was now, you know, he, he was, he was somebody who was pretty much fresh out of the Elements League and, you know, fresh into King of the Dot. Like, I think the first time I talked to him, he had just finished a battle with Bartone and, um, it was through this, uh, this online, um, forum called tiny chat. And uh, a lot of us battle rappers used to go in there all the time and speak with, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, really established battlers and stuff. And we would talk about a whole plethora of things. And, you know, it was really great, you know, to get to get these kind of interactions with people who you'd only see at events, you know. And uh, when I when Pat would come in, you know, he he was such a funny guy and he would always say such funny things. And honestly, I had no idea how tall he was (laughs) because, you know, we're sitting in like a like a computer screen. And, um, you know, he, one day, and this was right before he, uh, the Holohan battle drops, He uh, <laughs> we're, we're online and he's getting ready to leave. And he goes, hey, Tino, T- Tino. Now, mind you, he's never talked to me uh, ever before. Like, this is the first time he's ever like directly like at me, but we're, we're in this tiny chat group. And he's like, hey, Tino, Tino. And I'm like, looking like, yeah. <laughs> like, and he was like, I love you. And then clicks off. <laughs> and um that was uh that that was Pat's humor. That right there in a nutshell was Pat's humor. He was one of those people that just couldn't leave a room without making you like shake your head and laugh, you know, like like this fucking guy, you know? And um that was kind of my introduction to him, and it wasn't too long after that until the Holohan battle dropped where I think for me, that was the moment I went, yo, this guy is fucking special, you know? And uh, watching his whole entire career, you know, really blossom and take off and become what it became um, was such an eye-opening experience for me. You know, he's somebody who I really kept, um, like, close when it came to my inspirations. You know, I I watched so many Pat Stay battles and, you know, on a regular basis, you know, his his battle with Head Ice is one that me and my buddy Mitch watch like religiously together. It's like one of our favorite battles ever. And um so when he passed, I I didn't know how to process it, you know. Um Death is such a, a weird concept for me because I don't I don't always get emotional right off the bat. You know, I, I get more Quiet, I guess, because I, I just try to kind of take it all in, you know, what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it. um, And I, and I just try to think good on things, you know, just try to look at the situation and, and try to pull some sort of positive outcome out of it, you know, and with death, it's really hard to do that. And so when you kind of are sitting there like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, you know, or uh, maybe I shouldn't, eat, uh, I don't know. I I guess just, I, I didn't know how to react and, you know, I, I see other battlers and fans alike posting all over the place and, you know, just the love and the, the support that's been given throughout, you know, the world for this man was, um, something so just astonishing to me, you know? And then, um. And then like a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we, uh, shit, this wasn't even a couple of weeks ago. This, this was literally, I think last week now, it just, but, um, then we lose takeoff, uh, from the Migos. And now I'm not going to sit here and talk about like takeoff as though he's, you know, somebody who's been really prevalent, you know, in my development as an artist or, you know, and, and I'm not like the biggest fan of Migos. I do enjoy Migos music. I really do. Um, but it's sad to see. It's so fucking sad to see, dude, because these are, you know, real life human beings who create art and bring joy to so many people who are just being taken away, you know. And then now most recently uh, is just what happened, you know, from the time of this recording yesterday. Um, Aaron Carter dies and, uh, you know again you know a lot of people were like oh shit Aaron Carter like i remember him from my childhood like that's crazy but um Aaron Carter was actually somebody who i whose career i followed pretty closely up until the time of his death um you know i had actually met him uh with my girlfriend on like one of our very first trips when we were first dating so this was you know like 8 9 years ago and we went to Pismo Beach and uh we we go to um we go to San Luis Obispo Brewery and uh we're we're sitting we're sitting up there and we're like, oh shit. Like I think we were walking in and we saw like a poster or something saying Aaron Carter was performing that day. We're like, oh, that's kinda cool. We're like at this place that we just happened to be at. Like, that's kinda cool. Like, fuck it, yeah, we'll watch it for sure. So we um we go upstairs and then uh we're eating and all of a sudden I go, is that Aaron Carter? And we look over and sure as fuck was Aaron Carter, like, uh, up there, you know, ordering some food and stuff. And so I, you know, I was like, Hey, let's go take a picture with them. So I walk up and I didn't want to be like no groupie dude <laughs> trying to take a picture with like, uh, some like, you know, pop kid from like the boy band era. But even though I really wanted to, I'm not going to lie, but I really did want to. And I tried really hard not to like seem like I was fangirling pretty hard because I, I kind of was, it was kind of cool for me. And, um. You know, so I take a picture of uh, him with my girlfriend and, um, you know, say what's up to him and stuff. And he's like, are you guys uh, here for the show? And we're like, you know, yeah, we're, we're here. Like, we're going to watch it. <laughs> and so we uh, we go downstairs and we, you know, watch him perform. He puts on a really great show. You know what I mean? I, one of my favorite parts of it, he pulls a backflip off of, a, off of his drum set on a very small stage. So the, the, the room for error, everything was really like kind of crazy. But he nailed the shit out of that backflip. And um, his opening acts were cool, too some cool people. And uh, so I was just like, man, you know, this is uh," I was like, this was a really cool thing to see. And so as we were um, on our way back to NorCal after this trip ended, uh, you know, we kind of take a, we're, we're taking like the PCH route. So, you know what I mean? It's really nice scenic. And um, on the way you kind of come across a point where you can kind of either continue home or you can turn the opposite direction and go towards uh, Santa Cruz. Man, you're only like, I think, 30 minutes from Santa Cruz at that point. And uh, so I was just kind of like, you know, or she, I I think my girlfriend at the time was like, she was reading like uh, that Aaron Carter was going to be in Santa Cruz. And so I was just like, oh, fuck it. You want to (laughs) go? We were like, we just seen him yesterday. Well, we can go watch him again. Why not? So we literally took the detour to Santa Cruz to go see him. And um, again, he puts on a great show. Um, but most importantly, right, me and her go and take this picture, and uh, I wish I could find it, but the picture 's so damn old, and I know i don 't have it anymore. But we were taking a picture by the stage while Aaron was performing on the stage um, because the stage was you know like only like a couple feet off the ground, maybe, and so he 's pretty you know eye level with the crowd for the most part, and so i 'm taking a picture with him performing in the background, and I always oh, was on Snapchat was what it was, and uh, it was just like, oh, just hanging out with Aaron. and uh right after that picture was taken he comes up he comes up to both of us and he's just like hey like because he remembered us from the night before he was like you guys made it here like and um it was kind of crazy to us because we're like dude like he remembered us that's that's tight that's really fucking tight and it was it was a really dope memory and because of that dope memory i really kind of kept on with that dude's career you know um i want to say probably like six years ago or so maybe he uh dropped a an ep called love um that really really good project uh he produced everything on that project as as well as wrote for it and uh he wrote this song on there called fool's gold that was so fucking good i still listen to it um as well as another song that was on there called sooner or later and, um, both of these songs were really good songs. And I mean, they weren't like popular, successful songs, but I had went into different venue locations where these songs would be playing in the background. So he definitely understood the, the part of like song placement and, you know, getting your songs out there and stuff because he was doing all this stuff independently, you know? And so this was, um, it was a really interesting thing to see. And, uh, I, I really did want to see him perform again. Um, now, unfortunately, over the past couple of years, this man has really been spiraling downwards. You know, uh, there was a string of cancellation shows and uh, eventually he had received a, a point of just being broke so, so badly that, you know, him and his girlfriend were doing OnlyFans videos to, you know, raise money, essentially. And, um, you know... I don't have anything against adult workers, so I don't want to sit there and act like that's such like a like a devastating thing. But I, I think just in comparison to what the man was doing in order to create to to now feeling like this is what he had to do, that's where I kinda of just look at it and go, damn. You know? Because when is music not enough, you know? But there there's a lot to it. And uh you know in, in the wake of the whole Aaron Carter thing, one of the things that had been shared around quite a bit from people is uh, Hillary Duff's um, post about it. And so, for anybody who don't know, if you weren't a Disney Channel kid like me, um, when uh, back when Lizzie McGuire was a thing, uh, Hillary Duff and Aaron Carter had a very notorious relationship. Um, now, at this time, Aaron Carter, you know, being a young being a, a very very young man um didn't necessarily know right from wrong and uh, couldn't help but uh have himself two pieces you know if you can't have one you can have two and um famously juggled uh Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan as his girlfriends until obviously you know shit hit the fan and uh but um Hillary does this uh this post and um she uses a word to describe him that really kind of like illuminated with me. And um, that word is effervescent. Um, You know, she really used it to describe how he was, you know, and um, it was such an interesting word, you know, because I've obviously heard the word before, but I, I don't think I've ever really used the word in any context. And so, you know, I go and look it up and, it basically says somebody who's super entertaining, likable, you know, bubbly, like um just kind of a light that shines in a room, you know? And um I I was like, you know, that's such an interesting way to put it. And and I think the reason why I say that is because um you look a lot of you look at a lot of these music artists, and you know, when we see like The demise of some of them and we see like where they've you know gone to like it's so hard for us sometimes to like really imagine maybe what they're going through behind closed doors you know we we think music artists you know celebrities they're they're making money you know what is there to bitch and complain about but i i just want people to think about this for a moment like think about the stuff that you guys put on social media And now think about the stuff that you don't. What makes you think these celebrities are any different? What makes you think that these music artists and, you know, creators alike don't have the same issues that we have, right? They have more money than us. That doesn't make them less human. And um, so, again, somebody who's followed... Aaron Carter's career, so which you know is is kind of crazy because I, I wouldn't even consider myself like a like a like a huge fan of Aaron Carter. It was never like that. It just the dude just happened to kind of fall into my life at one point, and from that point, I just chose to kind of you know not even stay in contact, but just be in the know about the guy. You know what I mean? You you follow him on social media, and and you know his stuff pops up. You like the stuff, you comment on the stuff, and and it keeps reappearing in your algorithm. And so when I really started seeing like the, you know, the, the, the down, the downward spiral, you know, that effervescent, you know, um, adjective that got used didn't apply to that version of that man. And that's a sad fucking thing. That's like a really sad thing. And he's not the only artist that's ever happened to you know, we look back on so many people who have committed suicide, who have, you know what I mean, uh, drunk themselves to death, you know what I mean, have OD'd. And it's because they're they're trying to escape. And, and, you know, a lot of us sit here and look at it and be like, what could they possibly try to escape? They got all this money. They got all this fame. And it's like, dude, like how many of you guys actually think that these people might have wanted that? You know what I mean? Like I'll tell you, for me as a kid growing up, I was scared shitless of the music industry. I mean, I still am and it has nothing to do with not wanting to be a musician, but it has everything to do with just the, the, the bad that comes behind it all. You know what I mean? Is is there good? I, I assume so. You know what I mean? Money is good, right? Wealth is good, but sometimes you got to ask yourself at what cost, you know what I mean? If you, if you lose who you are in the process of all of it is it worth it? cuz i don't think so. and unfortunately some people don't have that choice. you know what i mean? like aaron carter is is a perfect example of that because there's plenty of other people who have been in those situations. you know what i mean? aaron carter was just a child when he became a, you know, a celebrity and you know part of that was due to his brother's success, his brother nick who was in the backstreet boys um but also his manager who also happened to be his mother you know she was very relevant in both her and uh, both in uh, his and Nick's you know careers and so we don't know the full details of that but I'll, but I'll tell you this man from what I've studied um of child actors and child performers and entertainers is that when the parents get involved in that Uh, sometimes what's best for the child gets left out of it. And so you start to see these patterns that start getting formed. I mean, shit for, I mean, look at Justin Bieber, you know, like Bieber was signed super young. Next thing you know, he reaches his early adult stages and, you know, starts, you know, really fucking partying hard aggressively you know, and so we look at this spiral, we're just like, oh, look at that. How could you possibly take your fame and fortune and do that with it? But nobody ever asks why. Nobody ever asks why. And even in the real world, we can't act like we don't do that. There's just not TMZ in our faces every day, but these people are going through real life human experiences the same way we are. And I and I can say that very confidently, because I literally just did a whole episode last week about an alcohol problem that I had. You know what I mean? And that didn't stem from music. That didn't stem from um, my, you know, my, my career that I was working at, you know, at the time kind of did stem from that. I actually was kind of a, a large enabler in that. And it's because I wasn't happy in what I was doing. I didn't feel accomplished in the work that I was putting in. So how do you think a lot of these artists probably felt? You know, look at, again, We we go back to Aaron Carter now, like he was somebody who was as a kid... Performing in sold out arenas, right, plethora of dancers, you know the the works, the lights the you know the whole shebang to it all getting taken away, you becoming an adult, but still trying very hardly to remain your um I don't want to say childish self, but you know i I think you're just trying so hard to fill that same type of uh maybe fulfillment, you know, that that he probably had when he was younger. to think about it when he was a kid and you know, he first got this record deal and you know all this stuff is happening and you know I'm sure his parents at the time things were going well. Like how often does he probably think about that and just wish that it probably stayed like that. You know, cuz after that things definitely spiraled. His sister passed away, he had a falling out with his brother, You know what I mean? He, It's like it it just was all it, it, like the whole thing went to shambles to the point now where it's like his career was something that he was trying to thrive independently in and couldn't do it, you know? He just couldn't do it. So then as you start kind of spiraling down that path, you know, I I don't know if maybe he might have just been looking for a way out, you know? If I'm never going to be able to go back to the – to my happiest form, then why should I be here? You know? And so that's why Aaron Carter's death weighs heavy on me. Um, you know, as well as the death of of plenty of other artists. But I but I think the reason why I use Aaron Carter as an example is because again, I followed his career very closely after after I met him. And um, you know, I just I don't know. I I really wish, I just really wish that, like, we lived in a world where people could just authentically, unshamingly um, be themselves. And even though we know that to be enough, for everybody to genuinely feel like that is enough, and for all of us to portray it that way because mind you me following this career right and seeing the the string of cancellation performances i also saw the backlash that came with it i also saw the the group of people who were in these comments you know really kicking somebody while they're down you know what i mean like when when you when you talk about like oh i'm i'm feeling in a much better state today i'll see you guys tonight you know what I mean? And then people in the comments like, yeah, right. You're probably just going to cancel again to the point that when the cancellation happens, they go, Psh, knew it. You guys don't know what he's going through. Like y'all don't know any of that. And you know, that could be said for anything. Cause hell I like even like the takeoff situation, like when takeoff passed away, that was, that was really shitty, but what was really shitty was the way that people were reacting. Does it matter? The circumstances, what was he doing at a dice game? Does it fucking matter? Can the dude just live his life and fucking enjoy himself without having to worry about somebody wanting to end it? Like, that's more so what what I think about. It's like, bro, again, these are regular ass people. You guys can't sit here and act like, you know, celebrities or artists and stuff like that. Can't have a normal life just because they chose this. Really? Did they choose this? Because like... Maybe they just enjoy being creators. Maybe they just enjoy being creatives. And because we aren't always given the resources to do it ourselves, we have to outsource. So if you have somebody coming to you willing to make all of your dreams come true, but it comes with more than what you bargained for, you tell me what you do, right? You Like if you could make a list of things that you want the most in this world, right? You have a bucket list of of things. And there's somebody who comes to you and says, hey, I can I can give you all of this and more. Are you going to say no to that? Just because you don't know what the more is? Just because you don't know if what that's going to lead to is going to be more than what you bargained for? Like, is this more than what I want? You're not going to think about that. All you're going to think about is getting everything that you wanted because that's what matters to you, Right. Like, oh, I want to be able to live comfortably. I want to be able to retire my parents. I want to be able to live in a big house, have a big car, you know, whatever vice you feel like you need. And then the worst part on top of that, right, is a lot of us want these things. We get these things and then realize that we don't want them. It's like, it's like a kid. You give a kid a brand new toy. They're excited. They're excited for, you know, the first two, three weeks after they get that toy, then they're done. They're over it. Us as adults, no different. Everybody wants what they can't have until they obtain it. Once they obtain it, you'll enjoy it. But then there comes a time where you just kind of realize this is no longer exciting me because you've now achieved it. We all like to strive and achieve for things. And so when you, when you, you think that, well, once I get that, I would just be happy. No, you won't. You absolutely will not. Because when something becomes routine and regular to your life, you don't know it to be special anymore. You don't know how to feel so you don't wake up every single day and be be like, man, like, I can't believe I have this. You you will for the first, you know, couple, few weeks, hell, even a month or two. But there's going to be a certain point in time where it becomes such a regular part of your everyday life that you don't necessarily appreciate it anymore. And so when you're given all of these things... And this is supposed to be your bandage for the cut that's been left on you. But now it's no longer protecting your wound. I mean, you're just bound to bleed out, you know. And I I think that that's a, a really important thing, you know, because we as people just we don't put ourselves in other people's shoes like that. And, uh, I I think I do that too much (laughs) to, to a fault, you know, but I'm happy that I have that part of myself. I'm, I'm happy that, that, that part in me exists, you know what I mean? Because it was a part of my people pleasing self, you know, as a, as a people pleaser, I'm, I'm somebody who always wants to put myself in somebody else's shoes uh, because how else could I identify what this person might need and in which way I can help them if I don't understand who they are as a person, but you know, now that I'm, I'm in this, as I've been going through the journey of mine over the past few years, I don't want to say the people pleasing person, uh, the people pleasing person that I am has stopped because it, it, it can't, it's, it's a part of who I am. It's, it's a part of even the music I make, right? Because all I want to do is entertain people. That's, that's what I want to do. Um, I don't, I don't want to, you know what I mean, lose that part of myself. I love that I love people. You know, I, lo- I love that I can interact with people and, and really engage with somebody and understand where they come from through different forms of communication. You know, it's it's not always just talking on the phone. Hell, it's what I use social media for. I've had some really great conversations with um with people like uh for example um you know because I I. I like, a lot of people who follow me on Instagram know, like, I watch a lot of stories, you know, because I, I like reacting to people's stuff, you know. People post their everyday lives, and they and they don't just post it just for the sake of posting it. Some people might, but for the most part, these are things that are important to them. So, like, when you look at it and you're just like, so what? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just like, okay, but, you know, don't expect that person to understand when you have something special going on. You know, this is, this kind of goes I tell like, people are like, man, I feel so lonely. People don't give a shit about me. Well, how much have you displayed that you care about somebody else? Like, let me ask you that, you know? And, um, and I want people to think really, really hard about that. You know, don't be like, oh, well, I remember this one time I did this, that, and the other, because you know, the, did it come with something? Was there something you wanted? Because I, I could admit that I've been guilty of that. I could admit that there have been people who I've quote unquote checked in on, Because in my head, there was something I wanted to ask them. And so something that I've tried to be a little bit more mindful of is actually really genuinely checking in with those people before you ask for anything and using the conversation that you guys have with one another to either allow it to lead to that being brought up, or if it doesn't, at the very least, you've now reestablished a connection with that person Reestablish connections first before you guys go into those and and I promise you it'll it'll change so much and it, it's kind of the biggest reason why I say I have such a great support system now because I've given a lot out to people over the years, and even though I haven't received everything back in return, what I have received back in return is really all I need, and so it's kind of like um I, I, you know, I, I really try to be good about like analogies and stuff like that, but like, it's kind of like, uh, applying for a job. Right. And, um, let's say in your head, you have this, like this number, right. You're like, I, I need the job to have this number. And, but there's a part of you that is like, okay, but if I don't get that number, what's a number that I can deem myself satisfied with? You know, there's like a low bar that you kind of set for yourself. You know why? Because now you leave yourself so much, you know, quote unquote, room for error. And uh, so when you're going into the job, you kill the interview and they get to the, the part about the negotiations. You know, what, how much are you looking to get? This is what I'm looking to get. All right, well that's a little bit out of the range of what we can do, but I'll tell you what. We will go a little bit higher than our original offer and we'll give you this. If and and that number is in your your sweet spot range, take it. Take it. Don't push so hard and try to go for something else, just take it. You know, and be happy with that. Same thing, you know, when you're engaging with people, and, you know, there's there might be a certain thing on your head, you know, a, a favor you might want to ask, you know, something. Just take the time to check in with that person. And, and and here's the biggest reason why I say that. It's because when you're asking somebody for help or, you know, asking for assistance in something, you want to know what mind state they're in. You want to know, like, could this person feasibly help me if they wanted to? You know what I mean? Like, what if they're going through some shit? And if you can offer something that can help that person with their issue, guess what they'll probably want to do in return? Trade service for a service, man. You know what I mean? We all get so money hungry in this world and we all just want you know what I mean? Certain things to just fall into our lap. And so we, we take all these, you know, immediate steps. And when these, and when the steps fall short, we just go, ah, like, of course it would, you know, the whole system is flawed. And it's like, maybe just maybe it might've been the approach. How I was nice. I checked in. I did that first. It was like, but did you check in or was it just, Hey, how are you? By the way, I got a favor to ask. You know what I mean? Because I mean, trust me, I've I've done that too. I've been direct with what I've wanted. You know what I mean? I I try to do that. I don't try to like, you know, pussyfoot around it. And so like a lot of times, if I have conversations with people who I have the intention of like I might ask this person something, you can sense it through conversation, right? People will be short with you. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How about you? I was like, oh yeah, dude. Like I'm I'm fine. I've had this that, and the other and, you know what I mean? Uh. You know, I, I got this stuff going on over here. Hey, that's, that's great to hear, man. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, which is actually why I'm hitting you up. I was meaning to ask you something. You know what I mean? And, and uh, granted, a lot of conversations go these ways and it doesn't necessarily mean that a no is going to be attached to that, but the disconnect in communicating, uh, the disconnect in communicating with each other will ultimately be the reason why you may not understand if you get a no. Right? Like, if you're talking with that person, they're just like, I'm good, man. Like, are you sure? Like, I, like I'm like, i just checking in on you, dude. Like, I just want to make sure you're all right. And they're just like, well, if I'm being honest, you know, I've been, I've been having issues with X, Y, and Z lately. And, you know, so I'm just kind of at this point of just like, uh, well, you know, what do I do? And you're just like, hey, well, you know, um, I have this idea for you. And then if that idea falls in line with something that they might need and you help them out, like, yeah, man. Like, thanks, dude. I really appreciate that. You know, like you really helped me out. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Anytime. If there's anything I can do to help you out, let me know. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, likewise. It's like, okay, cool. Great. You know what I mean? I might need help with something, but you know what? You get your situation handled first and then you let me know when you got some time. I'm I'm telling you, dude, like, we all act like it, it, it's so hard to just check up on one another and, and to just be there for one another. Like, I don't ever feel that to be such a, such a taxing thing. You know what I mean? Picking up a phone call, sending a text message, like those, those things are really relevant. And I know that there's probably going to be some people who listen to this and be like, well, you don't answer my calls. Well, you don't answer my text. Well, what are you calling or texting for? Let me ask you that. Because I'm very aware of things. I'm very very aware of things. And so there are times where I don't feel inclined to speak to somebody because I feel like the intent that's coming is something that isn't good intent, right? It's a, uh, how do I get a part? How do I become a part of this? How do I be, you know, insert myself into this? You know what I mean? And it it's, it's tough, you know? And so it's like, Like I always tell people the the best way you can disengage somebody's wall and, you know, put it down is, is to level with them, you know, get to know who they are, like things like that. Like, you know, like I said, man, people post stuff about their lives all the time. Just keep up with it. You expect people to keep up with you. You expect people to keep up with your life, your, your things that you have going. Like, I don't expect that from anybody. You know what I mean? I don't expect anybody to sit here and be listening to Hollywood 24 seven. I don't, I don't sit here and expect people to just like, you know, have me on their mind 24 seven, you know what I mean? So when I make reels and I, and I post content out there, I don't put it out there expecting it to be loved and revered. I I, I don't do that. I put it out there for me. It, it makes me feel good. And I, and I hope that it entertains others, right? Cause that's what I want to do. I do want to entertain others. But more importantly, I want to fulfill myself. They just happen to go hand in hand. So it's just kind of, you know, understanding that balance. And so I don't expect anybody to bend over backwards for me. You know what I mean? And so in the same sense and and in the same breath, I wouldn't want people to expect that from me. You know, that's like for what? So. That's kind of why I say service for a service, because it's, it's what I've kind of put my whole business model around. And it's why, like, when people might, you know, look at my business and be like, oh, you ain't making money. Like, how could you consider yourself a professional musician if I ain't making money? Because it's not about money. It's not about money. Money is the root of all evil. Again, look at the, look at the situations that I, I just pointed out to you guys. You know what I mean? There, there are artists. There are, there are million, millionaires, people who have money out there losing it all and then we sit there and look at them like they're the problem you know like why what was that person doing there like what what were they doing involved in all this they were being human they were being human and allowing themselves to have a human experience they didn't think it was going to be the the experience that was going to end their life you know what I mean and same thing when people do drugs and, and, and substance abuse, you know, uh, things of that nature, they, they're escaping, you know what I mean? Nobody goes down this hole of trying to get like numb to, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, that's why when like people will like people who don't have these issues, right. will look at somebody who's a drunk and be like, and be like, God, like, how could you live with yourself like this every day? That's a thing they can't live with themselves every day. And it's why they do this. You know what I mean? They're, they're trying to ex, uh, escape certain parts of their life. And then we all look at it later and go, oh, my God, I had no idea they were going through those issues. Why? What, what part of them made, like, made them feel like they had to share that with you? Because you were judging their life decisions already? You know? Like, like I said, dude, I, I spent so much time in bars and having such tremendous conversations with people. Where I learned so much about people's backgrounds, their stories, their, you know what I mean? Just so much history given. And to the point where, you know, once you start seeing how people are unfolding, you know, their, their whole personality as, as a whole, the good and the bad, you, you understand where it comes from. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that makes sense. A little bit of empathy goes a long way. I I guess to, to make a long story even longer, it, that's, that's really just the, the whole thing of it all. I, I, I hate death so much. I do because the, the human experience can be such a, such a beautiful thing at times, you know, and, um, death is natural. It's going to happen. But you just always hope that, or at least I do, I just really hope that people in those last moments are able to find some sort of peace. That That is that is genuinely my real life hope, is that when people are in the last moments of their life, regardless how they go out, you know what I mean? It could be shots. It could be overdose. It could be, you know, in their sleep. It could be panic attacks. It could be, I mean, heart attacks. It could be, you know, whatever, Right. I just, I, I literally pray with everything in my fucking heart that those people in the last moments of their life are at peace because that's legitimately all you could ask for. All right, you guys. Well, if you guys do follow me on TikTok or any other social medias at Tino killed it, you guys will have seen that, um, I have been doing a whole bunch of, um, Like rap duets and stuff, so I just wanted to go ahead and uh, share one of my personal favorites with you guys, uh, which is one that I did for a Halloween contest, Um, and so I think DJ Phantom was the producer uh, of this one, and um, so unfortunately, I did not win the competition, nor did I place, uh, but it's still one of my favorite entries, so I want to share it with you guys. With a little time wasted Let me try to keep it basic at 16 My 16 can smash it to 16 Smithering. Boy, in a way, you could belittle me when my studio littered it, Like a training facility I bring the beat up Then I tear the shit down Money the plenty wise But that wasn't it, clown Haters under mention accolades Except I'm at the back of him, But truly really I can gladly say Don't give a fuck now. So who fall off? Been a hell of a year I'll take the fall off Might take a pick in the mirror With my jaws off Just to show y'all Where big balls are These girls tail on fire I call her Charizard Send my dick a composer She call her Mozart And the way she back it up, We making more art Man, I've hung hundreds of paint the used canvas always knows what some good strokes are See, truth be told, whoever's playing me in a movie role Better be smooth talking than a movie phone I ain't even gotta tell you what to do beyond Cause this shit's so cold, it's like the Dufreon That's a hell of a beat to let the Dufreon i Not been spoken from the intro like a 2G song Nothing I air is playing, so you can't say that the dude is bomb Boy, cutie alarm This is Tino signing off from another episode of What the fuck am I doing with my life?